The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, February 24th, but it's actually not. It's really Tuesday that we're recording this. And this is the first day I'm back from California. I had the most amazing trip. I now understand why people live in LA because, you know, in the middle of February, it's just perfect weather. The funny thing is they thought it was cold. So there is a preponderance of dopey people wearing, I am not kidding you, gang, hats. It's 60 degrees out. And they're wearing hats like it's 12 degrees out. I mean, full blown, not like, oh, these are cool little chapeaus. I mean, I'm talking full blown like they're wearing parkas <laughs> and hats. I was laughing so hard. We're in a restaurant. And I'm like, okay, it is literally 62 degrees. You are inside a covered area that has heaters and you're still wearing your hats. It was the funniest thing. Anyway, this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. I am Jill Schlesinger. I was in LA for a fantastic book event. I mean, it was so much fun. My friend Andrea threw me a big book event. She's got an organization called Women on a Roll and Women on the Net. Anyone who's read The Great Money Reset will have heard Andrea's story in the book because she's a very prominent figure in the book uh, about starting and evolving a business. So she's amazing. And Andrea, I love you. And thank you for that. And for all the people who showed up both online for that, as well as in person, thank you very much. It was so much fun. And uh, yeah, I dig LA. I really do. Had a little celebrity sighting because you know, I like that. Although I see plenty of celebrities in New York. It's just, we don't make as big a deal of it. Mark, you'll have to tell Amanda that I saw the guy who plays Kendall Roy on Succession. I know she loves that show. Uh, his name is Jeremy Strong. So I'm in a restaurant. That was kind of cool. I felt like one star sighting was fine, but I've seen many stars in New York again. We just don't make as big a deal about it. So, all right, let's get to you because you've got financial questions. And if that's the case, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click on the Contact Us button. 
let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Now, while you're on the website, there's a lot going on. We've got a new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. And already tens of you, (laughs) not hundreds yet, tens of you have signed up. So thank you for that. Um, Jill on Money Live is a subscription service where you will be able to have access to quarterly live webinars and there will be more special content and we'd love to have you and it's cheap. It's 35 bucks for the whole year. So you should do that. Our first event is March 30th, a special evening with Ed Slot. And Ed's not coming on the podcast anymore for for this. So you're going to if you really want to like a deep dive with Ed Slot, guess what? You got to sign up for the service. You can do it one uh, episode at a time, one quarter at a time. It is obviously a better deal if you sign up for the whole year. So do that. You can also buy my book. It's called The Great Money Reset. Mark, how about me? Take, did you see that picture? Did I send you that picture from LAX? I think I did. I saw my book in the airport. It was unbelievable. I started crying. Jackie's like, are you okay? I'm like, look what's over there. Oh my God. It was amazing. I, I really felt overwhelmed. It was so cool. Anyway, check out my book. It is, uh, it's doing great. Thanks to many of you. Um, for those of you who have not yet purchased it, you should, because it is great. And it, um, it is a fun book. It's an interesting book. Here's what I realized, Mark. Someone asked me a question from the book event, and it was a great question. And they said, what is the difference between like the reaction to the financial crisis and the Great Recession to say COVID and the recession and the aftermath of that? And I said, you know, the financial crisis was like, it's kind of like, um, how did this actually, you know, how does this impact my money or how does it impact my, you know, the economy in my life? And I think COVID was like, how has this really changed me? as a human being. And I think that that is the big difference. And that is what we explore in the book. So you got to check it out. All right, Mark, you just sent me a whole bunch of emails. So let me, um, let's do this email episode starting now. So let's do it. This one comes from um, Alanda and the subject says, should I pay off the mortgage? Should I just say no? Okay, let's move on. I'm just kidding. You know, but usually it's a no. Let's see. Alanda says, Dear Jill, I have decided to spend time focusing on my financial assets, which I've ignored for years. Okay, you got time. She is retired, 72, with a pension and social security that covers all of my monthly expenses and charities. Holy moly. Brokerage account has one and a half million dollars. I rebalance it occasionally. I don't really touch it. My 401k has $600,000. I receive a required minimum distribution annually that I use for travel and help with the family. Hmm. Okay. Here's what we got. I have a $138,000 mortgage at three and a quarter percent. I move my cash around trying to get reasonable rates, 400 grand. I'm now trying to stay within certain brackets for federal and IRMA taxes. The only debt is the mortgage. I notice you often advise people not to pay it off. I'm wondering if in my situation, it could be a good idea. (sighs) Okay. Well, she may be right. (laughs) Especially because, I mean, the thing is, let's presume of your $400,000, right, that you have, you're moving it around trying to get reasonable rates of interest. Theoretically, I guess, you could reduce the amount of interest you receive 
and you could probably pay off your mortgage and it's not a big deal. So it's not a big deal because you have plenty of liquidity. The 401k, I just want to say one thing is that you say that the social security and the pension cover your expenses. Maybe for your RMD, you mentioned charity. Maybe you should be doing a QCD from your retirement account to also limit your tax hit. So you're going to get taxed no matter what on your pension and your social security. There's no way to make that go away. The only other place where you, you, there are two other places where you can minimize your taxation. One is, yeah, you're right. Some of that cash that's earning interest, you could use to pay down your mortgage and you're not going to hurt yourself by doing that. The other thing you could do is instead of using your pension and social security to make any sort of charitable contribution is you can use the distribution from your required minimum distribution. You can use that. You can bypass you have it go directly to a charity, a qualified charitable distribution, and that would actually minimize some of your tax hit. So maybe you do that, and okay, you can pay off your mortgage. I mean, it's fine. I'm okay with paying off mortgages. This is exactly the case, like when you don't have a liquidity problem. That's, I think, very important. All right, here's another mortgage payoff question. This is from Bob. Bob says, I inherited $239,000 recently. It was a very good friend's 401k. What a friend, Mark. Whew. She passed away October 2021. I moved it out of a prudential mutual fund into a fidelity money market. Now, I am considering paying off my mortgage. I'm 67. I purchased the house in November 2020 when I was 65. It was the first house I owned. How good for you, Bob. The purchase price was one hundred fifty-five thousand. I put down twenty grand. I owe one hundred eighteen thousand, but the rate's three percent. Hmm. I still work full time. I'll retire at seventy and a half. My social security should be twenty-three hundred dollars a month. I will receive a state pension of about five hundred thirty dollars. So it's twenty-eight thirty of income. I don't know why. I don't, still don't know why you would pay down the mortgage. Your rate is so low. I'm just one question I have for you, Bob. You had a 401k, you moved it out of a prudential mutual fund, and you said you moved it into a money market. Did you take the distribution or is that Fidelity money market a beneficiary IRA and you'd only be able to, you'd have to take it out over a certain period of time, 10 years. If it's still in an IRA, I wouldn't pull it all out because you're going to get taxed on whatever you pull out of that. If you've already paid the tax on it, it's a little bit moot. I'd love to know more about what else you have saved. You see, this is the opposite of that case we just discussed, because in this case, I think having access to this money is a very good thing for you. You're going to have income, this $2,800 a month, but you may need this money. I'd be careful before paying that off, okay? Anne-Marie writes... Help, Auntie Jill. So I thought I had long-term health care, but instead what I have is a guaranteed universal life insurance policy that has a what's called a chronic illness plus rider. The policy costs, let's just call it $3,000 a year. Is it something that I should keep? I don't make that much money, $45,000 a year. So obviously paying this $23,000 for this policy doesn't seem like it's something I should be spending money on. Should I cancel it and invest that money 
monthly. I've been paying on it for seven years. I think I had a different idea of what it covers. Uh, um, well, if you only make $45,000 a year, Anne-Marie, I'm going to presume that you don't have tons and tons of money saved, but maybe you do. Uh, you didn't mention a spouse either. Um, so if you are single and you don't mind kind of rolling the dice on having your health, your um, your long-term care needs met by the federal government, i.e. you would qualify for Medicaid, then you could probably cash out the policy. Yes, you'll have the money. You can invest the money and the $3,000 a year, you might want to first, don't forget, you got to build up that emergency reserve fund. So make sure you have six to 12 months in your very safe money market, savings, checking, short-term CDs, I-bonds, something safe. And then the rest you could start to invest. But I'd love to know a little bit more about you before we start thinking about blowing out the policy. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? Okay. So this is from Laura, who is sub writing about planning for a special needs child. Oh, this is just uh, on the heels of our, um, our call with uh, the guy whose daughter had cancer and then had a rare genetic disorder. So here's Laura, who says, my two-year-old nephew, only child, has just been diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder that causes intellectual and developmental disability. It seems like he will have a more mild version of this, but it will be many years before we know what this really means. They've been told, meaning his parents have been told, the best case scenario is low IQ, but able to hold a job and live independently, though many people who have this disorder cannot. His parents are doing a great job getting him the best care and support possible to aid his development. What are the financial things they should also be thinking about? I don't want to put more on their plate right now, but I would like to slowly encourage them to take any necessary financial steps to ensure that he has the financial support he needs throughout his life. I've already encouraged them to increase their life insurance coverage, which they should have done before or as soon as he was born, since it sounds like they only have the minimal amount through work. So that's a good thing. Yes, definitely life insurance. Um, they will plan to hit their out-of-pocket max on their health insurance every year, which they did last year. Mid-range earner, one of whom will have a pension. Okay. So I think that life insurance is one thing. They need to do estate planning with somebody who has experience dealing with a special needs trust. The reason why you need to do this is that when you have a minor, or you know, frankly, it doesn't have to be a minor, but if you have anybody uh, who has some, this kind of a diagnosis, the special needs trust will allow you to put money away for the person in the event of your death, but that trust will not preclude the survivor from receiving benefits to which uh, they'll be entitled. And that's really important because there are robust benefits available when you have this kind of a diagnosis. You don't want to have a ton of money flowing into the hands of this person. And then you say, oh, I don't get any of that government assistance. So number one would be see an attorney who has an experience drafting a special needs trust. Number two, I think it might be helpful if it's just because there's so much going on. Maybe they should see a financial planner somebody who can really walk them through what they should be doing. 
And that financial planner might say, hey, you should have a little more cash on hand, or you should absolutely try to use the HSA if you have an HSA. Or, you know, maybe because you have a pension, you don't have to put as much into retirement. Maybe you should be saving outside of retirement. These are the kinds of things that I'm thinking uh, might benefit them. So, you know, it's just an awful thing to have these diagnoses. And you, you wisely point out that they are absolutely immersed in the world of getting him the care and the support he needs. And sometimes the financial part is the afterthought. So you're such a kind sibling to be helping out in this. And everybody needs that. It's a lot to deal with. I mean, it's a lot to deal with in life. It's a lot to deal with with estate planning that, you know, to have someone in your life who can help you like Laura, boy, that that's really important. So now we have our last comment of the day. And it's not a question, I don't think, because it says, hi, Jill and Mark, not a question. Okay. So this is from Bob. Just wanted to say I have enjoyed the podcast show for years. I'm so happy to subscribe to your new service. Oh, that's so nice. Yay, Bob. Thank you for continuing to educate all of us while on our quest for financial wellness. I look forward to learning more and gaining unique insights to help us on our journey through our retirement years. Okay. Regarding the new book, I'm only on chapter two and it's great so far. As I read your book, it's as if you were sitting here speaking to me. You have a gift for making personal connections in any media. Oh, that's so nice. Jill, your your compassion that you expressed to a recent caller with the sick child was so moving. Do you know you made an old man cry? Oh, Thanks, Bob. The recent newsletter with the 1099 lessons from Christine Benz was wonderful. She has always been one of my favorites on retirement and investment topics. Oh, Mark, maybe we should get Christine Benz for the uh, webinar. She's a candidate. She's a candidate. We'll see. We're nominating her. We'll see if she gets the actual nod. Anyway, that is a lovely note from our lawyer, loyal listener and fan, Bob. That, Bob, that is so nice. Thank you. Truly. That is really meaningful to us. And Thank you all for being part of this community. It means the world to us. So um, you can subscribe to our new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. And by doing so, you will have access to quarterly live webinars and a lot of more special content. I haven't figured out what that content is yet, but I'll figure it out. Please buy the book, The Great Money Reset. We'd love it if you did. And we've got the free weekly newsletter. So there's some free stuff. There's some stuff you can buy. It's all fun. Subscribe to us. Leave us a review. We really would appreciate it. And hey, guess what? It's Friday. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Karen Cranick is our web queen. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. And we are distributed by the fine folks at Cadence 13. Do something nice for someone else today. It will make that person feel good. It will make you feel good. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.